You're listening to a podcast from Heart. Hi, I'm Jim Hall. I'm Vice President for Training and also Chairman of the SAC. And I've just been chairing a session that we have at the BCS each year where the SAC meets the trainees and trainers to discuss uh, up-to-date issues and uh, provide a forum for interaction with the trainees. Hi, um, my name's Tan Fan. I'm a SBR trainee from the Northern Deanery, and I was there at the uh, presentations. What I'd like to do is uh, talk about uh, each of the topics that we covered in turn. The first was a presentation by Dr. Ian Wilson, uh, the current secretary of the SAC, who has also been recently elected as the vice president-elect for training, and he was talking about the new scheme for workplace-based assessment. He went through the recent uh, GMC directives, which are aiming to update the whole process uh, in order to bring better alignment of the assessment strategies between the different curricula. How did you find it, Tan? Uh, the key thing I found most interesting is that, or welcoming, is that the combining of core curriculums, uh, especially cardiology and GAM together, to make it a little more easier to understand and for, as trainees what is expected of them to achieve in the um, core training involving GAM also. Um, what I think also is quite useful and, and it's also reassuring is that uh, they mentioned that in terms of workplace-based assessments, are the numbers, the actual numbers are planned is going to be reduced. And I think this is quite welcoming to trainees as well as um, it's it's just based uh, put less pressure to, for these sort of assessments and to focus on more their clinical work and gain more experience, and that these work based place place assessments are as a guide of what's their training level like in order to plan further uh, experience or clinical uh, practice. I think one of the uh, thing good things which I will see coming out of it, which Ian didn't stress, was the fact that this will be linked to the ePortfolio. And for the vast majority of our trainees, they will be following a single curriculum with a single place for recording it. Uh, and again, I think both trainers, speaking as an educational supervisor, and the trainees will find it a lot easier in future. The second session uh, was the BJCA annual survey, which was presented by Dr. David Holdsworth. He gave us uh, an update on... Uh, a well-conducted survey which has been taking place annually for many years to get feedback from trainees as to what the potential areas of difficulty with training are, what their career intentions are, and so on and so forth. One of the things that it highlighted to me was that with the change to advanced modular training as a more focused uh, final two years, uh, that the absolute procedure numbers that uh, the average trainee will do will fall. For example, uh, the number of PCIs per trainee will fall, but they will be focused on specific individuals, and those individuals will do more, which was very much what was uh, the aim of the 27 uh, revamping of the curriculum. So even though that looked a bit surprising, it is actually what one would have predicted. So I was reassured by that. I was slightly concerned that only 21% of our trainees are female trainees, and I think we need to do some more work as an SAC, as a BCS, as a cardiology community 
in general uh, to make sure that we have a gender mix that uh, meets the number of trainees uh, requirements. Tan, what did you uh, make of David's uh, excellent presentation? I found it informative. I found it um, essentially it's, it's quite good to get a rough idea what your other uh, peers are doing in other deanery in terms of absolute numbers of procedures. Uh, and actually, I, I participate in this uh, in this uh, questionnaire, and it's um, quite reassuring that uh, to know that some of the things uh, that we were concerned about, such as exposure CT, colleague CT, and colleague MR. Uh, that's reflected by other trainees across the uh, the deaneries, and 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 I think that's uh, an area that potentially uh, the SAC can focus on for the future trainees. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that getting that feedback direct from the trainees is valuable data, which helps us uh, plan our uh, forward program. So uh, very useful, and I think we there'll be further discussions going on. Uh, both the SAC and the BCS Training Committee uh, over the next couple of months so that we can understand all those messages coming out. That takes us on to the third session, which is a presentation by Dr. Michelle Bishop uh, on a new e-learning program, uh, which has been developed in conjunction with the British Cardiovascular Society for Clinical Genetics. This was another area that we realized was a hard-to-reach area of training for our trainees and one that is of growing importance as uh, knowledge advances. I certainly intend to uh, go through the program myself to update my knowledge and I'll try and count it against my revalidation portfolio. Uh, What did you make of what was on offer? I think this uh, e-learning package would be extremely useful for most trainees. Um, I personally have had much experience in genetics uh, at a core level, and I think it's it's always you have to when you see someone potential genetic problems you refer on, but uh, not really having to actively uh, participate in taking a, a history and trying to figure out what the genetic inherited pattern is like. But I think this program would be quite welcome and would be very useful in terms of uh, learning experience and also achieving some of the core uh, curriculum objectives. I thought one of the interesting points that came out in the discussion, which uh, I took with a pinch of salt, was the fact that uh, there seemed to be some trainees who resented the uh, implication that this was something that we would have to do in their evenings and weekends, their spare time. It made me feel rather old-fashioned when I was a boy. These are the kind of things that you did do above and beyond. What did you make of that, Tan? I agree. I mean, I think this e-learning package is part of your self-progression and uh, self-learning. I I, I don't really see why doing e-learning packages, you would need study for such things. Excellent. And that took us on to uh, the fourth session, which was uh, the presentation that I gave to update the audience on the uh, projections uh, for workforce requirements in the future. This was building on work that we'd done over the last couple of years to look at the numbers of trainees uh, emerging from our training programs, which is about 80 CCT holders per year, and looking at the uptake and availability of consultant posts, which currently is around about 80 per year. Uh, this is made up of about a 3 to 4% retirement rate and about a 5% expansion rate. Obviously, there's a lot of concerns about future projections, 
particularly with uh, financial constraints and so forth. But at the moment, the reassuring feature is that our programs are broadly in balance. And uh, if we start from the baseline, then if there need to be changes in the future, uh, we can make them. What did you uh, make of the data? As a trainee and coming to, to the end of my training, I think it's quite reassuring that the projection would suggest that the number of supply would equal number of demand. I think the main concern is coming out post-CST and there's no uh, consultant jobs to, to fill. I think that's certainly one of the major concerns of uh, trainees coming out of their training. But it's also quite reassuring that the total number of consultant colleges required is projected to be uh, increasing due to the current shortage of consultant colleges posts. Also, we need to keep our focus on what it is that cardiologists do and make sure that we uh, gear our training to the needs of our patients, uh, not training uh, for our own sake. Uh, but if we continue to provide a service for patients and that patients and the NHS uh, need, then there'll always be uh, jobs for us. So keep training, get yourself as good as you can, and there'll be a job for you. Those were the four topics we discussed, uh, and then we had our traditional open forum session for people to bring forward any questions they had about the current structure of training. Is that something that we need to uh, keep providing each year? Uh, yes, I think it's it's useful to raise concerns in this in this large forum, uh, to get an idea of what other uh, trainees and other deaneries are experiencing, and whether we sh- share the same problems. Uh, and, and in that way, I think the program and the training will get better. Good, good. I find it particularly useful to get the feedback from uh, the training and also the training program directors who were there. One of the questions I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to design my program for next year, what topics should we be covering at next year's uh, SAC Meets the Trainees session? This year's um, structure in terms of workforce planning is quite useful. Uh, a regular update would be very useful, uh, especially with the change in the NHS structure and and the current economical um, climate uh, within UK at the moment. It, it, I think it'd be good for us to understand in terms of workforce planning. Um, but I think any changes or any progress to the design of the curriculum would be helpful for us on an annual basis so that we can plan our own uh, learning objectives and plan around the change, the constantly changing curriculum and having a fair idea of, in terms of these workplace assessments, what is expected of, of the trainees um, so that we have um, enough time to, to gain the clinical experience in order to fulfill these assessments. Uh, and as a final question, is it a good session? Will you come next year? Will you encourage all your friends to come next year? It was an excellent uh, session, chaired by an excellent uh, chair. And uh, all trainees are, I think all trainees should come. And, and if not, you know, visit the BCS website and update their, uh, update um, whatever's happening at the BCS if they are unfortunately unable to attend. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com. 